I saw water pouring out from the temple. I was led through water that was ankle deep, knee deep, waist deep, then a river over my head, water to swim in. Wherever the river flows, life will flourish, great schools of fish, because the river is turning the salt sea into fresh water. The sea will teem with fish of all kinds. The trees on both banks will bear fresh fruit because the river from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. Let's welcome everybody joining us from our other centres. So great that you could be with us today. So welcome to the start of our 2019 vision series. Uh, as I look back at 2018, probably like um, any other year, I would say I've had some challenges and also some highlights. One of the highlights would have to be that Man City won the Premier League again, a uh, record number of points. I mean, that's something worth celebrating, isn't it? But seriously, far more significant, in 2018, we as a Kingsgate Church family turned 30, 30 years old as a church family. And so, as well as celebrating that great milestone, we had a sense prophetically that it wasn't an ending, it was a new beginning, that we were entering into a new era of maturity and God's purpose for us. And so, in the autumn, we took time out to uh, focus on the beauty of a transformed life and more front and center than ever before, unpacking uh, what we're about. I feel like our core mission as a church. And I'd like us all just to declare this together one more time, can we? What are we about? We're involved in transforming lives from our neighborhoods to the nations by the power of God's love. Another thing we did last year was in this kind of key juncture moment, we took time to do a fresh assessment of the health of the church. You know, going 30 years, it's good to know, you know, how are we doing in terms of transforming lives? And so uh, we surveyed um, several hundred of our members from uh, Kingsgate, Peterborough, Cambridge, and Leicester. Uh, we, we did a kind of an internationally based survey called Natural Church Development. And uh, as well as some really helpful things that we can work on and we're working on already, um, the consultant from NCD basically said this. This was her summary statement of the state of Kingsgate, which I thought you might like to hear. Kingsgate, she said, is a superbly healthy church. I didn't know that. I thought that was incredibly good news. And I want to just take time first to say massive thanks to the many, many of you across all our centers who some for, uh, you know, days, others for decades have been partnering uh, together. But I want us also all together in all of Kingsgate to pause for a moment and put our hands together and say thank you to our glorious God through his power, his love, his sacrifice and his spirit. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done and are doing in our lives. So what I want to do then today is to relate this long-term mission, our long-term calling, which is transforming lives, to our four-year 2020 vision. 
which um, in case you'd forgotten, is we believe uh, in this season, this four-year season, God is calling us to turn the church inside out. You know, to take all that's healthy and good in our lives, both individually and together, but not to, as it were, hold on to it, but by the grace of God to take it out so that many more people can be blessed by uh, God's Spirit and God's grace. And we've taken, um, as per the reading, this beautiful picture of the river of God from Ezekiel chapter 47. I love uh, that picture of how the, the river starts in the temple, which is up on the mountain, but its destination, its direction was flowing down and out. Say out. So it starts on the inside, and it goes out, and it brings life, healing, and transformation wherever it flows. And I don't know about you, but as I look at around me and people I meet, and if we look at the state of the world and the nation, I believe now more than ever, we need the river of God flowing out to bring transformation, life, and healing. So here we are in 2019. It's year three of this 2020 vision. As we've been praying and planning and discussing as a leadership, we sense that for this year three of turning inside out, the call for us in line with Ezekiel's picture is simply this. It's a call for us going deeper together. Can we say that? Going deeper together. You see, the picture of Ezekiel's river is that it gets progressively deeper. It starts as a trickle when it flows out from the temple, and then it, it has sort of four um, ever-deepening dimensions. It starts ankle deep, then knee deep, then waist deep, and then finally we read about how the river, that, as Ezekiel says, is over my head, water to swim in. I don't know about you, I long for the, the day when every believer and not just Kingsgate, but church across the nation is so, as it were, um, submitted to and surrendered and overwhelmed by the power and the presence of God that we enter into revival and we see an awakening in our nation because there's just so much of God's activity, not just in us, but flowing out from us. Amen. So we, we're, we, we're called to go deeper. This is not a year. This is not a time to hold back, to step back, to back down. This is a time to go deeper and it's a time for us to go deeper together. I want us to just hold that word together. We sense this year very much is a year of our togetherness as the people of God. So what we're going to do is I'd like to invite you all, wherever you're gathered, to take out your sermon notes. Um, even if you don't normally use these, I'd particularly like you to take them out. And if you need a pen, there should be one in your, in your vision bags. And then I'd like you just to, when you've got that, wherever you are, just give me a wave. Let's have a, a wave. Yeah, come on. Now, fantastic. Now what I want you to do is I want you to make this message personal. You see, we are saying we're called to go deeper together. But do you know how we're going to go deeper? Not because I'm just going to preach on it today, but by each and every one of us, you and me making a decision, we are personally going to take next steps. Say next steps next steps in our journey with the Lord. If we are it being transformed by the Spirit, then we need to partner with the Spirit, don't we, to take next steps. And so uh, you'll notice there on your outline, there's four areas that we're going to be looking at. These four relate to the four priorities of the transformed life that we looked at in the autumn. 
and you'll notice a little next steps block. And it may be even as I'm speaking, you might want to write down what are my next steps. Or you might want to take this away. In fact, I'd encourage you to take this away. And over our next 10 days, you, you, you partner with the Spirit and set some, if you like, personal decisions and goals about how you're going to go deeper. Because guess what? If all of us take a next step in all four of these areas, guess what's going to happen? We're all going to go deeper together. So let's look at these four areas, and I've deliberately made these questions personal so that we can reflect on. First question is, how can I go deeper in, can we say this together, knowing God? How can I go deeper in knowing God? This has to be our starting point. Why? Because the starting point and the source of the river is God and knowing Him. If we look in Revelation 22 to the ultimate eternal fulfillment of Ezekiel 47 in the age to come, we see this very clear. It says, and here's the river appears again, the river of the water of, the li- uh, the river of, the water of life, as cre- clear as crystal, is doing what? Flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb. So God's throne and Jesus, forever remembered as the Lamb who was slain for us, is the source of the river. So the question is, that's the Father and the Son. So who or what is the river? The simple answer is the river is the Holy Spirit, the power and the presence of God. We see this in John 7 verse 37. Jesus stood up and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Anyone spiritually thirsty here? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe you've been on the journey for years and you say, I'm I'm thirsty. Maybe you've been away from God and you're parched and you're desperate. Well, you come to the right place. You can come and drink. Maybe you don't even know Jesus Christ. Well, he wants to come and he wants to change your life and fill you with his transformational uh, uh, water of his spirit. So, So Jesus said, anyone who's thirsty, let him come to me. Come to Jesus and drink. Whoever believes in me, and listen to this promise, as the scripture has said, what will happen? rivers of living water will flow from within them. That's us as believers, the river of God, God's Spirit flowing from the inside out. And then he says, by this, he meant the Spirit. So with that as a foundation, I want to be really practical here. How can we go deeper in knowing God? Got to come to Jesus, be filled with the Spirit, get to know the Father. Two things. Number one, by developing a greater creativity and consistency in your personal devotions. By developing a greater creativity and consistency in our daily devotions. As many of you know, my dad um, is a retired Church of England bishop. And, uh, you know, he's a praying man. He was praying while I was rebelling during my teens. But he's very different by church background and also by personality. He's naturally more contemplative. So his prayer life, very often, he just literally sits in the stillness, sometimes in the dark, just in the presence of God. Um, Another thing he does is, as a good Anglican... Every day he reads like set prayers and reads the scriptures out loud and prays for almost like a set, a set plan. Now, um, I'm kind of different to my dad by personality and by our church background. So when I got saved, my praying was much more active. I love prayer walking. Anyone else like walking up and down when you pray? I like moving, not just sitting. <laughs> I love praying loud, <laughs> you know, whether it be in tongues or, or the Lord's Prayer. So my prayer life has been different, developed all kinds of things. 
Uh, I, right now, I'm praying the prayer of Jabez again. What a stunning little prayer to pray at the start of this year. So there's all these kind of different things. But over the years, I've found that God has challenged me. If I want to go deeper in knowing him, sometimes I have to encounter him in a different way. And so the funny thing is, a couple of years ago, I felt the Lord challenging me. You need to learn to become a bit more contemplative. So right now, you'll find me from time to time actually sitting, being still and saying nothing. That is a miracle. But I've learned to be in God's presence and just let his spirit wash over me. I've learned to hear his voice more. I've learned to pray sort of a 16th century prayer called the, 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 the prayer of examine, which is basically asking the Lord to speak and uh, check that I'm lined up during the day. And then the, the funniest thing of all is that the core of my devotions right now is I am doing twice a day at least set prayers, psalms, scripture readings, mainly out loud, guess where from? from the daily prayers of the Church of England. <laughs> My dad thinks that's so funny. Don't worry, I'm not about to become an Anglican. But I say all that to say this. In all that journey, I found that as I pursue different creative pathways, I discover different dimensions of God. And so I just want to encourage you, what might God be saying to you as you develop greater creativity in your devotional life? The other thing, though, as well as creativity, is consistency. Say consistency. You see, I think sometimes we think, oh, not a lot happened today. <laughs> I didn't really have an encounter with God. Is something wrong? No, you just keep showing up day after day after day. And as you do, you will find you will be changing. And the Word of God will be washing over you. The Spirit of God will be washing over you as you are just there. You see, sometimes I'm more present in my devotions than at other times. I'm more kind of engaged. But it doesn't matter, I'm there every day and God knows where I am. And from time to time, he shows up in an amazing way. And many times he just speaks and whispers and refreshes and encourages. Isn't he good? I, I read this little quote about the power of taking small cumulative steps, incremental steps, just day by day by day. I love this. It says, changes that seem small and unimportant at first will compound into remarkable results if you're willing to stick with them for how long? For years. In other words, let's keep on going. Let's press into 2019 new creativity and new consistency in our daily devotions. There's a second practical key I want to, I want to give you is this. Let's take the opportunity in 2019 to fast and pray together yet again. Amen. <laughs> As we look back in 2018, I think many of us would say after many, many years of seeking God, there was something beautiful and even remarkable about the 30 days of prayer and fasting we had together. You know, just hearing so many great testimonies of what the Lord did. You know, financial breakthroughs, healing testimonies. Had a testimony written in this week about um, somebody who'd had um, diagnosed with severe osteoarthritis in the knees and you know, 10 years of multiple trips to the doctor and, and pain on and off. And then suddenly in the midst of the 30 days of fast, watching one of the, the daily devotionals online and, and then looking at the scriptures, suddenly Jesus says, and I've healed you now. And in that moment, the pain left and four months later, still completely pain-free. Isn't God good? 
hearing great stories that you see, when we seek God, he comes and he blesses us. And, but actually, that's not, I believe, the primary thing that God did in those 30 days. You know, the number one testimony I heard was people just said the consistency of those hour slots, the consistency of watching the things online, the extra intensity and alignment that came through just the discipline of fasting meant that I just grew closer to God. I just got to know God in a better way. How many want to go deeper in knowing God? 2019, well, let's grow in our personal devotions and let's lean into and engage with this next 10-day season starting when? Tomorrow. Second question. How can I go deeper in living in freedom? How can I go deeper in knowing God? How can I go deeper, number two, in living in freedom? These two are linked. You see, the more I get to know God, the more of his character and his power is in my life, the freer I become. Listen to these for a couple of great promises. Jesus said this, and we sing this. I love, it. I, lo- I love the song that this is based on. So if the sun sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Another promise. As we drink of the Spirit, we, we, we can know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. My prayer for you, my prayer for me, is that 2019, we will go deeper in living in freedom. I've shared this before, but... I would say unquestionably, last couple of years, the Lord has done a deeper work of freedom in my life than any time since I first became a Christian. It's wonderful. We had a, a freedom weekend, like a, a ref, we called it refresh for our leaders, our Kingsgate leaders last uh, September. And again, beginning to hear great stories of people who are experiencing deeper dimensions of freedom. One, one of our key leaders Uh, sent in this testimony this week. He said, During Refresh Weekend, whilst David Robertson was speaking about himself receiving some ministry and fresh freedom from a past hurt, the Lord revealed a moment in my teens when I hadn't been chosen for a specific group and task. Although looking back, I recognize now that it was actually the Lord's protection in that moment. It had a significant impact on how I saw myself and, and, and result in a low sense of self-worth of needing to prove, to prove myself. Years later, I realized it was still having an effect. I wrote it down in my journal, went forward for prayer, and have since enjoyed a greater sense of freedom, knowing that I'm chosen, loved, and accepted. It addressed a root that I wasn't aware of. The Lord was kind to reveal it to me and set me free. Isn't God good? You see, God is a God who wants to bring freedom to our lives. And as we go into this season of 10 days of prayer and fasting, there's something that happens when we fast and pray. If you imagine, maybe in your life right now, there's a deep-rooted fear or insecurity or there's a sin or there's a habit or there's a hurt or there's a hang up. And if you imagine it's like a weed or a thorn or a thistle and it's got deep roots, something happens when we start fasting and praying. It's almost like it loosens the soil around. 
And just like what we see from this, this man here, you know, we suddenly become aware of things we weren't aware of before. And as we become aware, we can bring it to Jesus, who is the great deliverer, and we can get set free. My prayer for you and for all of us is that even in this 10 days, we might see a whole bunch of stuff that's holding us back. Maybe even long-standing root issues get pulled up, and we might enjoy greater freedom than we've ever done before. Amen. You excited about that? God is so kind. He wants to reveal stuff to us and set us free. You know, you can do that on your own. You can get some ministry on a Sunday through your group. You can come on one of our courses like Beta or Celebrate Recovery. Let's declare that in 2019, it's going to be a year of greater freedom for all of us than we've ever known before. In Jesus' name, amen. And the great thing is when we experience freedom from stuff, then we start enjoying more of the good stuff that God has given us. You know, uh, Romans 14 verse 17 says, the kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When you get set free from stuff that is not good for you, you experience a new liberty, a new joy. I love Psalm 46 verse 4. It says, there is a river. So here we are again in the river. Whose streams make glad the city of God. I'm believing in my life and your life and our lives, there's going to be a new joy in the house of God and in the people of God because we're getting free from stuff and we're experiencing righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, firstly, how can I go deeper in knowing God? Secondly, how can I go deeper in living in freedom? Third question, how can I go deeper? Can we say this together? In Growing in community. This is at the heart of this sense of going deeper together. This is about our relationships in the family of God. Ezekiel's river, let me remind you, starts and flows from the temple. And in that Old Testament context, the temple was the literal physical building. Today, we are now in the New Testament. God's not living in a physical building. He's living in a spiritual building, a spiritual temple, a spiritual house. That's us. 1 Peter 2 verse 5 says, We are like living stones being built into a spiritual house. I think this is just amazing that we individually as believers and collectively as the church we are the house, we are the temple, we are the dwelling place of the glory of God, of the Spirit of God, and of the presence of God. So, what does it look like growing deeper in community, about growing more closely together as the people of God? Well, Steve Squirrel, who's associate pastor in Kingsgate, London, shared a great word in Staff Chapel last year. And to illustrate the importance of community, he used... Uh, the example of the giant redwood trees. I don't know if you've seen these, but they, they are absolutely massive. What I didn't realize was that they had really, really shallow roots, only about five, six feet. And you look at these incredibly tall, tall trees, and you think, how can these trees grow so strong and tall with such shallow roots? And the answer is, because although their roots are shallow, they spread out a long way, in fact, often 100 feet, and each tree interlocks with the roots 
of other trees around. It's like an, uh, an, uh, a, a support system that means that the whole uh, forest is strong and stands tall, even in adverse conditions. What a beautiful picture of community. Amen. That, you know, we have our own roots and we need to try and put deeper roots in the Lord. But there's something about us being together. Say together. There's something about us dwelling as the people of God together. There the Lord commands the blessing. There the anointing flows. There's something that we can benefit from as we grow together in community. And I want to just first celebrate all that's good in Kingsgate Community Church. There's so many great signs of community life in our groups um, and in our gatherings. You know, I want to celebrate first that we are a growing multicultural church. In all of our Kingsgate centers, we are getting more and more people from different nationalities. Why don't we just welcome anybody from whatever nationality and say, hey, fantastic, we're one nation under God and you're, you're so part of us. We love having you with us. As well as being a growing multicultural church, we're also a growing intergenerational church. You know, I love all the work that's going on amongst our grand adults. Fantastic. I love all that's happening amongst um, people of middle years and young adults. And then I'm amazed at how many babies are just popping out all over the place. And there's just a great work going on amongst young children. And, you know, there's a whole new move amongst our youth. You know, on Friday, March the 1st, for example... Um, we are launching a Friday night youth service, fortnightly youth service, not just for Peterborough, but for all our Kingsgate centers. And then, you know, in, across our cities, we're seeing a growing number of young adults and students. Why don't we just put our hands together and just say thank you to everybody sewing into Next Gen Ministry, doing a fantastic job. The 2019 is not about us just resting where we are in community. It's about us going deeper together. So how can we go deeper in community? Well, let me think, if you like, in the big and the small. Firstly, in our larger or our uh, weekend gatherings. If we are the temple of God, and as we gather together, God manifests himself, let's make a fresh decision at the start of 2019 to prioritize our weekend gatherings, make it an absolute top priority in our week because we want to put God first. Amen? And then let's do something really radical. Let's make a fresh decision. We're going to come to church on time every Sunday. <laughs> kind of an amen from somewhere. <laughs> you know, some people are up several hours before the service preparing the meal. Let's honor them and let's honor the presence of God in our midst by being on time, dare I say, even early, sat down ready, children registered, and we're away. We want to serve one another. We want to worship God. We want to believe for greater manifestation of God's presence in our midst. So let's honor and let the community as a whole by our presence here on Sundays, giving God a sacrifice of praise. But if we're going to go deeper in community, it can't just be about our large, our weekend gatherings. It has to be about relationships in smaller contexts like our life groups or our connect groups, even in Sunday serving teams. And for those of you who are not part of a group, 
I would strongly encourage you, make that your next step. <laughs> Say, I'm going to join a group. I'm going to find one that fits me or is near me or is part of um, my kind of context. And then for those of us who are part of small groups, let's make a decision. We're not just going to be part of one. We're going to be there. And when we're there, we're not going to hold back on one another. We're going to give to one another. We're going to serve one another. We're going to pray for one another. We're going to minister to one another. We're going to believe for a deepening of our relationships together in 2019. More of that next week. But again, why don't we just pause for a moment and let's say a massive thanks to all our amazing pastoral team, life group leaders, everybody serving on a Sunday who's helping us grow together in community. Let's put our hands together. Thank you, everybody doing an amazing job. Then we come to the fourth question. And it's a vital question because it's not enough that we just grow in knowing God, that we grow in living in freedom. We grow together in community, if you like, inside the temple. Because God has called us as the people of God and in our 2020 vision to, to go not just inside deeper, but what inside out, inside out. So the fourth question is a critical one, which is this. How can I go deeper in, say this together, making a difference? Let me remind you, Ezekiel's river not only starts on the inside and goes out, it gets deeper, listen carefully, the further out it goes. The further it gets to the point of desolation, the deeper it goes. And so I believe in 2019, like never before, we need to position ourselves so that we can go deeper by reaching further out to people who need God's life-giving spirit more than ever before. Amen? Why should we do this? Well, in spite of all the great things that we've seen God do, in spite of all the other Christians in all our cities put together, the vast majority of our population still is lost, doesn't know Jesus Christ, and needs his life-giving river. Amen? In Ezekiel chapter 47, we read in the message translation, wherever the river flows, life will flourish. Where the river flows, life Abounds. And the great news is, is that we have God's Spirit living in us. And wherever we go, we can believe that the Holy Spirit goes with us, transforming lives wherever we go. One of my highlights of 2018 in terms of stories was of Julia. Uh, and uh, we, we profiled our testimony at one of our baptism services. It's so good. I believe it encapsulates something of the why we're not staying where we are why we want to keep pressing on. Please watch this. Hi, my name's Julia. Before I met Jesus, my life wasn't very good. I was happily married and then tragically, my husband died in my arms five years ago. From that day on, my life went downhill. I became anxious, paranoid and deeply depressed until one day I couldn't take it and I tried taking my own life. I didn't even know who I was as a person anymore. I'd also had an illness that was quite serious. I went into the healing rooms on the Thursday and I came out and I was just amazed at how I felt inside. And I remember coming out and giving my life to Jesus. 
and asking him to come into my life. And the minute I said that prayer and I allowed Jesus back into my life was when my life completely changed. Five weeks later, the illness was no longer detected and that is now medically proven that it just went. And I know that that was Jesus who took that illness from me and healed me completely. The love and support I've had from people is just incredible. My whole life has completely changed for the better. My son said I now have my mum back because of the transformation. It's been a year now and the medical professions are still, they say it's a miracle, the fact that I managed to get better the way I have. I know that Jesus does miracles. Um, I've been coming to church just over a year now. I'm doing the Alpha course and I am absolutely happier than I've ever been. I was always looking for something, that missing piece, and I always thought it was because my husband had died and I was never gonna get that missing piece back. But I now know that wasn't the missing piece in my life and that it was actually Jesus. And I used to listen to people's stories of their testimonies. And although I always believed in God, I didn't quite think that what they were saying was true. But now it's happened to me. And I know if you put your trust in the Lord, that your life will change. That's so, so beautiful. And it really summarises why we do what we do. It summarizes why we can't stay here. We can't stay, if you like, at the level where we are and the place we are. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to do deeper work so that we might go deeper and reach further. I mean, if I, if I use the analogy that we've done over the last couple of years, all of us are called to be kingdom ambassadors. We all have, if we're Christians, we have the Holy Spirit in us. And, but we have to actually go out to where people are to make a difference. And this year is about, I've come into this year with such faith and expectancy that God is going to upgrade, if you like, our perspective and our boldness and our wisdom as we go into our place of work, into, our, into the school gates, our neighborhoods, leisure, clubs, whatever. And we are going to see God do that again and again and again and again. Amen. And again, if I carry on with the analogy, you know, if we're called to be kingdom ambassadors, the purpose of an ambassador is to be out there representing the king. From time to time, we have to come back to the embassy of the local church. We come, we gather, we pray together, we have groups together, but then we go back out freshly, as it were, instructed, commissioned, and empowered to make a difference. But you know, the great news is we're not, just, we're not going to try and make a difference on our own. It's the power of God's love that transforms lives. It's the river that transforms lives. And if, if we look at this river, and we're going to be um, looking at this river in a bit more detail over the weeks to come, there's beautiful pictures. There's pictures of tree with fruits. I, I believe that symbolizes how we're to anointed to go and do good like never before. It talks about leaves of the trees. In Revelation, it says that for the healing of the nations. 
I'm personally excited in 2019. I, I believe that we're going to see an outbreak of healing, not just inside the house, but outside the house as we take the love and the life of Jesus out like never before. Amen? Yeah, come on. And then... And then the picture of the river going and bringing life and multitudes of fish and fishermen. You know, we're going to see, I believe, an increasing uh, 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 catch of <laughs> men and women into the glorious, loving gospel net of Jesus Christ. They're going to be rescued in this life and for all eternity. So think with me as we, as we begin to close. You know, how can you go deeper in making a difference? How can you go out with a greater anointing as a kingdom ambassador? And as we close... Imagine with me if every single one of us made a decision that we're going to take at least one next step in all four of those areas. Imagine what God's going to do. It's going to be amazing. And we're starting this new season with these 10 days of prayer and fasting. We say, God, do a deeper work in us. Do a deeper work in us and through us for your glory and for your fame in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you for your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you're at work and active in our lives. We want to partner with you. We want to respond to your prompting in Jesus' name. Transform us in a greater way this year, 2019, and may we see many other people's lives transformed in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen.